gun line, gun line, gun line. Fire mission coming down. You're listening to the On the Gun Line podcast, so pop a squat because it's about to get hot. You're on the gun line now. I'm your host, Lopez, and today, as you can see, if you're watching on the YouTube, I got a very handsome Texican. A Texican, yes. I'll explain what that means in a second. <laughs> whom I've known since, shit, 2015. Uh, first time I seen him, he looked like a pretty high-speed dude. Um, the, big, the earliest memory I remember of him was he had come back from PLDC, or which is WLC, and then turned into BLC, and now it's, I don't know what the fuck it is. But um, it's the primary leadership course. And then uh, from there, uh, yeah, he seemed like a pretty high-speed high E5. Young cat, really young. Um, and he's a big Cowboys lover. And uh, we'll talk about that, too, because it wasn't a catch. And um, the thing that tripped me out the most is that this dude has the big-ass nopal on his forehead. And, you know, he speaks straight Texican. And I'll explain again what that means. So, anyways... With that being said, without further ado, welcome Mr. Jaime Natividad. I don't even think he can say his name that well in Spanish. <laughs> My middle name, bro, Bustamante, Jaime Bustamante Natividad. Oh, shit. Look at him. He, he's been working, man. He's been working on that fucking shit. Good shit. What's up, man? Glad to have you here. Thank you for being here on the Gunline Podcast, bro. Uh, of course, anytime. Hey, big fan. I've enjoyed hearing it. Uh, and... Bastard, you beat me to it. It was a catch. I don't care what you say. You know damn well it was a catch. All right. Dude. Okay. Little the fine print said it shouldn't be, but it was a damn catch, and you know it. I don't know, man. He didn't have control of the ball. Hey, yeah. Mike McCarthy has said it was a catch. Hey, that's you know, what he was, that's what he was the coach would be different. <laughs> do do that. He's a cow. Now that you got Mike McCarthy, you might actually have a chance to do something in the playoffs. I think we got rid of him a little too soon. You know, there should have been some other changes made. But, hey, you know, congrats on getting McCarthy. He is a good coach. So. Yeah, yeah. He'll do his good, man. He, he will. He's that is, That's what we needed. That and a, a new GM, but we know that's not going to happen. Yeah, that ain't happening anytime soon. <laughs> well, cool shit, bro. Uh, welcome again, like I said. And um, let's shoot the shit, brother. Um, let's let people know about you a little bit. Well, who is Jaime Natividad? Uh, yeah. Oh, man. Oh, where to begin? Uh, like you said. Texan, born and raised, uh, first 17 years of my life there, little town called Pecos, man, I-20, you blink, you miss it, best reference I can give people, have you ever seen Friday Night Lights, Odessa, Texas, about 60 miles west, that's where, that's where you'll find me, um, just oh, born and raised. Your nearest reference to Pecos is fucking 60 miles away. Yeah. Yep. God damn, that's yeah. out in the boondocks, huh? Yeah, pretty much, I mean, I mean, uh, there's other references, hey, if you know Pecos Bill, you know, you know, growing up, you know, and yeah. that, that's a, maybe another reference, Pecos River. Uh, but there is also a Pecos, New Mexico. So some people are like, oh, the New Mexico part. No, uh, I'm down. <laughs> right. Uh, you know, best country in the world, you know. Um, <laughs> yes, sir. But yeah, no, born and raised there, you know, um, met my my wife there, you know, uh, still for those of you that remember me, I'm still Rebecca um, since I was 16. Um, yeah. Yeah, dude. Hey, stereotypical Latino, you know, boom, 16 years old, popped up the popped out the first kid. No um, shit. Eight, at 16. Yeah, at 16. Yeah. 18, 18 years old. We had the second one. You know, had to go put my big boy pants on finally and be like, hey, no, I keep them on. Like, hey, look, <laughs> I, I need to do something. You know, uh, mm -hmm. take care of my family. Uh, so that's how I kind of that's one of the reasons why I ended up joining the army. Um, you know, so joined at 19 and here I am. 
uh, about to be 19 years later, getting uh, I'm in a hotel right now, uh, PCS in here from Fort Dix, New Jersey, off to Fort Carson, and uh, back to where you and I met. It wasn't 2015, it was 2005. Uh, oh, shit, yeah, I keep forgetting that, dude. My bad. 2005, yeah, yeah. good looking out. Yeah, it's, it's that old age, man. It is, brother. Hey, you're right behind me, Chief. <laughs> hey, hey, well, it was all that extra, you know, California Latino stuff you used to do, man. It, it, it advanced your head a little bit, man. <laughs> Just a little bit, just a little bit. <laughs> Dude, that's fucking awesome, man. So you ended up joining the military at a fucking fairly young age. Yeah. Uh, did you do anything prior to the military work-wise? Uh, for a little bit. Um, obviously, like I mentioned, um, 16 years old in high school. Uh, what's it called? So I uh, had a little job at a convenience store um, over there just to make a little diaper money and stuff like that. You know, because obviously I'm not going to be able to afford, you know, freaking i think at the time minimum wage was like 525 yeah so. you know and i'm and i'm only working like 20 hours a week so of course you know i'm barely be able to afford diapers you know yeah. um so did that and then after immediately after i graduated uh, i went to work with my brother uh basically like cable pulling okay um you know yeah cap you know so basically in construction sites and stuff like that pulling uh cap 5 and telephone cables uh pull them drop them terminate them Learn, uh, learn how to work inside the closets and how to build the uh, combo racks and stuff like that. So, uh, I mean, so I, wait, wait, are you saying you came out the closet? I heard something about a closet. You were in the closet. So did you come out the closet? Uh, yeah, <laughs> you know, uh, rare <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's okay nowadays in the army. So <laughs> yeah, 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 that death's been uh, lifted, man. It's okay now these days. Right, right. So that's what's up. Um, you ended up going into a recruiter's office. How did that occur? Oh, Jesus. Yeah, well, okay, so um, so basically, you know, long story short, um, same thing. So working with my brother um, in Irving, um, kind of, you know, found out, hey, you know, so funny. So here's a hilarious part of it, first sure. off. Uh, so, um, so I'm at actually at a dealership, you know, because I'm getting ready to buy a vehicle. You know, hey, I got this job. My brother's paying me pretty good. Like, I got an apartment, you know, getting ready to go uh, looking to get a pickup. A small little pickup, a little Ford Ranger that I've been eyeballing. Right, and, right. you know, so it was just me, Rebecca, and Samantha at the time. Like, all right, cool. I'm about to get this. And I'm at the dealership and this like that. And all of a sudden, I'm, you know, in the finance office. getting ready to sign some paperwork. And, no oh, crap, I get a, a call from Rebecca. And she's like, hey, have you bought that truck yet? I'm like, no, why? She's like, you might not want to. I'm like, why? She's like, I'm pregnant again. I'm like. God, like, damn, yo, pull you out. Got, you got, yo, you got to be kidding me, man. <laughs> it, it, like, uh, it, <laughs> and so I'm like, right, so yeah, so pretty much the case you see in my face right now is pretty much what it was like. And right. I told the guy like, um, I'm gonna need something with a bigger back seat now. Uh, and and no, not for that obviously, more for kids. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so hey, so I just found out my girlfriend's um pregnant again, so I'm gonna need something with four doors and probably a sedan. Mm. Um, they didn't have anything at the time, so I ended up going to the Chevy dealership down the street. I'd be like a little O one. Chevy Cavalier. But anyway, so going from there, literally, um, that was roughly August of 2001. Okay. So obviously we know what happens the next month, September 11 happens. Um, you know, of course a whole bunch of stuff shuts down. So the problem that we, that came, happened to me is the company that I worked for, their biggest client was a company called uh, Lufthansa, uh, airway or air, uh, air catering service. Okay. So they were the company that, you know, hey, the little cart that gets pushed. They were the ones that prepared all the food carts, all the foods and the trays and all that stuff. Oh, right. the airplanes. Okay. 
So when all that happened, of course, a lot of their business went downhill. We used to go doing all around the country, Chicago, Detroit, Miami. I seen a bunch of cities going to their warehouses, uh, mm-hmm. running cable and building, you know, while they were doing their expansions. So that company took obviously a huge hit after yeah. 9-11 happened, you know, because of all the way the, the weapons were, the box cutters and all that stuff were uh, right. brought into the, the airplanes. Um, or, you know, or supposedly, you know, let's, uh, let's not ask Lee Hunt that one, right? Um, <laughs> but, uh, but so, no, so we took a huge hit. So now all of a sudden, hey, got, again, now we have a pregnant girlfriend, pregnant girlfriend, uh, one, uh, Samantha would be two years up this time, car, new vehicle, apartment. Oof. You know, insurance, I got all this stuff piling on. Like, what the heck am I going to do? Um, so, yeah, so that's pretty much the um, – so that was obviously one of the main reasons why I went to the recruiter. Um, and then, of course, you know, I have uh, some family stuff uh, going on as well with the, with the, with the Army. But yeah. initially, I, initially, I had gone to go join the Air Force um, because, again, experience. My brothers, you know, my three older brothers were in the Army. One at the time was actually in. Uh, my dad was in the Army, and my uncle was in the Army. Um, but you know okay let, i'll be honest i was just kind of like oh, i just need to join you know i need to join try to get a a trait that's a, a skill that's going to come out i just want to go into the college money so i was trying to go to college too right so and i just need to i need insurance steady paycheck whatever so i went to try to go to the air force first like nope you're considered a single parent we don't need you right so uh so that was kind of me thinking all right that's the world telling me all right let me go join the army so i went next door talked to the dude next door and yeah um and yeah pretty much here i am uh i mean obviously the main reason i joined was uh you know to, to take care of the family take care of, of the kids you know um i what's called my you're gonna make it a career though oh god no dude no god no um never would have thought my primary goal like i guess you know uh, my recruiter you know, Rebecca and I were already engaged. You know, we were like, hey, look, we're pregnant. You know what? We just need to do something. You know, we loved each other. Yeah. You know, so we so we married, you know, so we already had plans to get married, but it was going to be after basic. Right. My recruiter was like, dude, look, you're already engaged. You know you want to marry her. So like, you need to do it before. You know, so I actually ran into a good recruiter. I actually had a good one. <laughs> um, he, uh, he hooked me up. He, like, told me, this is what you need to do. This is, you know, hey, go work on your push-ups, your sit-ups, your run all this kind of junk and uh you know you can come in as an e3 i'll give you a little pt test and Damn. you'll be good uh, so i mean he told me what i needed to do i didn't do it though i didn't need, you know i went in as an e1 um still oh, yeah so i still went in as an e1 <laughs> uh, um yeah and, uh, and and i'll be honest though when i did that i didn't do as well as i knew i could have because i was scared okay because again um i was it was just one of those things like hey look i'm a 19 year old cat and you know, one of the things like one of my brothers told me was like, hey, hey look, normally they're going to look for the guy who's been promoted because either A's in the National Guard or B, you know, they're looking for the higher ranking people to be in charge of everybody else. Like, man, I'm going to be a 19 year old kid trying to be in charge of a bunch of like, no, nah, man, I'm not ready for that. So I, right. I'm i not going to say I, I bullshitted it. I didn't, you know, I didn't, I didn't prepare as well. as I should have, Okay. Too easy. So, well, the, the, the biggest question of them all, how the fuck did you end up at 13 Bravo? <laughs> yeah. Okay. So fun. So again, um, getting, uh, my family. So going to the air force, uh, to the, the army. So now take the, you know, take the ASVAB and stuff like that. Um, and get a decent score. I ended up with like a, not, not horrible, but high enough to get a majority of the jobs, okay. you know, you name it, supply, MP, freaking 
some Essex stuff. Um, <laughs> right. And then, you know, of course, you know, scout, uh, you know, scout, infantry, tanker, artillery, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, so I'm sitting there. And so, of course, you know, again, hey, what am I going to do? Like, like, all right, hey, I want to join. I want to do three, maybe four years tops. Try to get as big a bonus as I can. That Army GI Bill. Right. Uh, or the Army College Fund. I, yeah, the Army College Fund. You know, hey, pay a little bit into it. 22500 or... If you're qualified for the uh, Montgomery GI Bill, then you get fifty thousand. If you pay a hundred dollars a month for twelve months, if you, right. I don't know if you remember that. Yep. Um, so yeah, so I'm like, okay, what's gonna give me the what can get me out of here pretty soon? Um, what's gonna give me the biggest bonus and college money? So so I'm sitting there, and you know, so I I you know, so I'm looking and it's basically between a scout, infantry, MP, and artillery because they all offered. So uh, scout actually offered the most. So what ended up happening was, and my and Rebecca told me this before I left. She's like, you know, you're gonna change your job to some combat MOS. In my head, I didn't want to, but here's the thing, all right. So like I mentioned, three brothers in the army. My dad was in the army, and my uncle was in the army. All right. So my uh, my oldest was I want to say he was an engineer, combat engineer. Uh, EO, or might might even been EOD. I can't remember exactly what he was. Uh, my second brother, uh, what's it called? Uh, was it list was actually it was actually a yeah time out fucking goddamn Mike if you guys are watching it son of a bitch can you hear me yeah I hear you man all right give me one second fuck yeah people you guys can go ahead and laugh at me um I'm fucking retarded oh. when it comes to this shit. <laughs> I'm a 13 problem not a fucking Yeah, but weren't you weren't you a driver? So you're supposed to be able to work on comm systems. Whoa, 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 whoa! <laughs> I, I, I know you were the yeah, you were a gunner. I know, I know. This motherfucker called me a. a, a I drove driver. and <laughs> I, I drove for Chavari at the end. But the, the, uh, a cat driver. What? What? The cat driver. Oh yeah, I drove the cat. Yeah, for sure. The cat, right? You're talking about the cat class yeah. V. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, hold on. Let me make sure that this shit's still recording. I think you hear me, right? Well, obviously you're responding, so fuck it. Let's do it. Where were we? All right, well, I have no idea where we were at. No. Okay, so, no. All right, so I told myself I was going to do one of the combo jobs. I'm like, ah, oh, I'm going to, because, you know, I had a little experience, you know, running the cables, doing all the Cat 5 stuff. So that's the job I was going in. Went to, went to Maps. Right. But back, like, you know, you're not going to keep that job. I'm like, yes, I am, because I'm going to get out and I need this and that. And, Whatever, I have experience in this, it'll make sense, I'll get out and I have more experience and I'll get a better paying job. And no, sure, shit, she knew me better than I knew myself. So I go in there and I and nothing to do with the family, all right? Because nobody's ever put pressure on any of us to join the military. Right. You know, all my parents ever said was, hey, make something of yourself. Make a better life for yourself. Get out of this damn little town, you know? So, right. You know, so I'm there and now I'm thinking in my head, all right. Ruben Atividad, what's he going to say when he talks about his boys? Because every time he's talking with family, hey, yeah, you know, your boys, you know, they're, you know, they're such great kids. Oh, you know, they're all in the military. They all got out of town. Like, oh, what do they do? And, I, and I'm and reminder for those that don't know, I'm the youngest of seven. Right. So, uh, so there's a huge age gap. So I grew up listening to my dad talk about my brothers. Right. So, well, okay, so, oh, yeah, you know, Rafael, you know, he was 
Desert Storm, you know, he was an engineer, you know, then you got Israel, who's, you know, he's an infantry officer right now, or uh, he's an infantry officer, he's been a Bosnia and Kosovo, and then you got Ismael, he's also a college graduate, Damien, all three of them college graduates, by the way, too. Wow. Um, then you got Ismael, went, uh, 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 infantry, he, he joined enlisted, he was a tanker, and then went to OCS, and now he's a commissioned officer, and he's infantry. Uh, and what does Jaime do? Um, he's a combo guy or, you know, and, and, and obviously not to talk harsh about those. Cause you know, we all need, you know, support, but so I'm sitting there. 19, I'm yeah, talk I, shit. Fuck that, dude. <laughs> okay. Do? Well, yeah, no, Fuck you're, combo, but go ahead, man. Fuck being combo. Hey, no, no, hey. no. We love you though. Roberson. Roberson was our combo guy. Yeah. We love you. Yeah. No. Hey, no, we, hey, we, let's call, we, we talk smack about combo until we can't talk. And we can't shoot. So, you know, hey, a little bit my old agent experience has taught me that, hey, I can't do crap without support. But, hey, I'm still the cool <laughs> guy that everybody wants to be like. Right, right. Um, yeah. So, you know, so, so that's how it came down. That's literally what it came down to was what is my dad going to say when he says my name along with my brothers? Right. And now I'm like, okay, well, I don't want to do anything engineer because I don't want to be like Ralph. Uh, well, I'm not going to do infantry or armor because that's what my other two did. Well, what's left? Well, you can be a scout. What's their bonus? Oh, like nine thousand. I'm like, what else is left? Like artillery, field artillery. <laughs> like, well, what's their bonus? Like, well, you could do twenty thousand no GI bill, or you could do uh, thirteen thousand with the GI bill. Like, I'll take that one. And, <laughs> and so I didn't need the. I, you know what? To this day, I had yet to see that video everybody talks about. I've never seen it. It's a highly motivational video. I have never. I have never seen it, man. Bro, the first thing I saw in that fucking video was the paladin. And he, I wanted to be a fucking dat, a dumbass tanker. That's what I wanted to do. So fucking, um, when I saw the Paladin, I was like, sold. You know, I didn't know you had to stop, drop spades, fucking do <laughs> a collimator. I didn't know none of that shit. I'm like, I want that, dude. And then he offered me a bonus. I'm like, I'm sold. Let's do it. Yeah, I should have watched the rest of the video. I had no <laughs> idea that there was a toad artillery. <laughs> right. And I'm pretty sure they probably showed the impacts of MLRS. Right, the big I, I, explosions. I probably, I, I, I don't consider them fucking artillery. That's just my thing. MLRS, <laughs> y'all ain't real artillery. Unless you hump rounds, you ain't artillery. You're fucking rocket fags. That's <laughs> right. So yeah, but yeah, so that's that, yeah, so that's the story of how I ended up uh, a 13 Bravo, pretty much, and how I ended up joining the army. Right um, on. And here's family, some pressure. Later. Yep, not yet. You're right. Yeah, 19 years later, here I am getting ready to go, you know, be a first sergeant in Fort Carson, back uh, back where I started in 4ID. 277, baby. Different brigade yeah. now, right? I think they're uh, second brigade now. Yeah, that's a, uh, yep. Yes, sir. That's what's up, man. I mean, that's a fucking awesome story. You know, like I know it was a trip when, um, when I got my orders to go to Carson and I saw, you know, 4th Brigade 277. I'm like, fuck yeah, you know. Still mechanized. I knew my shit all around the Paladin, inside and out. So I'm like, oh, I'm going to go out there. I'm going to be a gunny, all this shit. Wrong. <laughs> I get there, <laughs> motherfuckers are 119ers. I'm like, what the fuck is this thing here? Dude, fucking it. But it was good to finish my career where I started it, you know. And it wasn't voluntarily, you know, it was unfortunately, I, I couldn't continue. So, but yeah, dude, that's great that you're going to go finish your career. Now, it, what if... What if they offer you that fucking star? 
Oh man, and that's uh, that's the hard conversation right now. I mean, obviously, like anything, I'm gonna go in. I'll do my best to set myself up to uh, for it. But yeah, basically, you know, my youngest Joel is he's 15 now. Oh, um, so yeah, yeah, I've already had Samantha and Elijah graduate. Um, and Joel's the youngest, so he's going to be a sophomore. So yeah, so I'm basically the plan had always been. Joel graduates, and then I will drop my retirement packet, and the next year get out. Basically, give all my kids a year out, of, give him a year out of high school to get yeah. himself situated. And hell, I'll be 41, 42 years old, retired, you know, whatever E8 now. Oh, um, and I'd be, I'd be loving life, but, yeah. but it, yeah, it, it's definitely gonna be hard, man. Um, to make that if it happens at the same time, like if I get picked up and he's graduating, yeah, it's gonna be. That's it's gonna be different. Be a tough decision, especially now with um, you know, we me finishing all my school. You know, right. I finished my bachelor's here, and I just last week finished my master's. Finished the, uh, uh, got my MBA. In so, what? what'd you get it in? Uh, business, yeah. Right on. So, so now, yeah. So now you're talking like big, you know, big money coming out. You know, a lot more than I probably would have gotten. You know, just having a regular bachelor's degree. Right. Um, so it, it, it's gonna be, it'll be a tough decision. So it'll basically be, hey, do I still love the army that much to continue, or is the money more important? And I can probably tell you, I'm 95% sure I'm gonna still love the army enough to continue. You but, know what? I wouldn't blame you, especially with the job security that you have in the military right now, especially with all right. the COVID shit going on out here, bro. Uh, yeah, it's great to have that plaque and all that and all that education, but it's gonna be a bitch if you ain't got nowhere to go use it at. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. Yeah, dude, that's fucking, it's awesome, man. Um, how many deployments you got under your belt? I got four. Holy shit, four deployments. I'm talking about real deployments, not Kuwait deployments, not oh, rotations cool. to Korea. I'm talking about real No, okay, really? Seriously, we're going to have this conversation? I'm just saying. Hey, 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 all right, we're going to get technical like this. It was a catch. Do we know it was a goddamn catch? No, it's four. I got the three in Iraq, uh, three in Iraq when I was at Fort Hood, and then I uh, did one in uh, uh, at a Fort Stewart. Oh, okay, okay. So, shit, that's right. You were in, uh, you went to 1-9, right? No, I went to 176. So, oh, that's right. 176. Yeah, 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 remember the, remember the awesome story when I was at Fort Stewart, when I was at a SEAL, and I got my orders. You were the first one to hit me up. And you're like, oh, man, you're going to the Marm Division. Hey, don't let them lie to you. It, what's called the, it's the not, Express, what's it called? It, it's not, it's not, yeah, the Marn Express. Like, hey, it's just remember, man, Marn is not, it's not, in uh it's not named for the Marne River. It's an acronym. Yes, it is. My all right. Remember it? I, I do remember. Okay. Well, I'll go ahead and say it because you can remember, but I'm gonna let you say it. Yes, it's my ass raping never ends. That is correct. That is the <laughs> Marne, baby. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. And I will tell you what, it, 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 dude, there is no bigger truth, man. And I say that because everybody you know what, for anybody that's listening that's still in the Army or even everybody's going to talk smack about, oh, 82nd's the busiest, oh, yeah. versus the busiest, everybody know. All right, nobody, once you've been in long enough and you understand the, big, the bigger scope mm -hmm. of things, check it out, man. Third ID only has two brigades. That's it. And they're the only, yeah, third brigade doesn't exist anymore. Oh, okay. So, yeah, so when I got there, third brigade was no longer existing. So oh, they, were, they were making her disappear. So the only armored brigade in the 18th Airborne Corps that falls with 82nd, 101st, 10th Mountain, 
Then you have the only armored brigade on the East Coast, uh, or division, I'm sorry. So while everybody else has a, a brigade that's deployed, a, a the brigade that's getting ready to deploy doing a JRTC or NTC, and then you got that one brigade that just got back and is sucking down all the, uh, the <laughs> damn red cycle tasking, like salute, <laughs> battery, borrow military manpower, range control, that stuff. Guess what third ID is doing? All that same stuff, but with only two part, with only two mm-hmm. brigades. You know what I mean? So, yeah. but I tell you what, you were a hundred percent right with that acronym, man. You know yeah. what? But it was no. crazy, man. I'll tell you what, though. There's a lot of history with the third ID, and um, I, that's one thing I fell in love with was the history. Fucking yeah. Art Murphy. I mean, yep. they make you. I don't know if they still did when you went, but when I went there, one of the in processing things you had to go to the fucking um the museum. The museum. Yeah. Learned the fucking history of the third ID, bro. I was like, I, my eyes were like, fuck, you know, yeah. it, it, it's really awesome shit. The thunder runs that you hear about, you know, the yep. fucking um, Saddam's fucking statue that they got in the back and then yep. just yeah, all the history with it. And then the whole rock of the Marne, you know, the whole yeah. story behind that. It's just, yep. I was, awesome. it was like, to me, I was going to a unit that stands alone. Now don't get me twisted. When I got there, it was a whole fucking different yeah. ball game i expected but but i mean i it, it was a great experience if, um if anything that was one of my after fort hood that was definitely one of my favorite places i yeah. mean i loved it there yeah i mean well for me every place i go is my favorite place because i make anywhere i go the best i can because for one i'm that freaking awesome because i'm a texan a cowboys fan oh you know what i mean okay. <laughs> and two man you know at the end of the day dude i've learned over the years that the only people that are ever going to get stressed out over anything is yourself and possibly your family. Because exactly. whoever's freaking doing whatever, whoever's doing you dirty or whoever's doing whatever to you, guess what? They don't give a fuck. You know what I mean? So as the more you let it bother you, you're the only one going to get affected. You know what I mean? So, you, so there's a whole bunch of stuff that you just kind of learn to kind of, you know, shrug it off, man. Whatever. I did learn was um, after I left Korea was that one phrase that it, it lived with me afterwards was, there's no better place than your last unit. There's no worse place than your current unit. Once I learned that phrase, I was like, that's yeah. exactly true. Because I remember I thought 277, I couldn't wait to fucking leave it. Then I got to Korea and I was like, oh God, this unit is all shitty. But then again, I had time to learn my fucking job. But, um, and then I was like, I can't wait to leave Korea. Then I got the steward. So you just keep saying like the last unit was your best unit. But I think what it is uh, at the end is the camaraderie that you have in the fellowship and the brotherhood that you made there. That's what you miss the most. Oh yeah, definitely. So that's why I think 277 to me, um, in my oh five years there, oh five, oh seven years, to me it, it it molded me, you know, and yeah, coming up with NCOs like yourself, like Juarez, Tank, fucking um PJ and all them cats that just helped mold us up, you know. Um, and a lot of us still hold that true to us, like fuck, you guys to me were like one of the last old school fucking insane. yeah <laughs> you know, crushed a fucking soul souls yeah. oh my god yes and now uh, i talked to a couple of my dudes that are still in and it crushes my soul just hearing how they want to get the fuck out you know they're like I-, I can't deal with this shit no more you know and i'm sure that you know you you deal with that on on the bigger army because you got a bigger scope and there's only so much you can share on here and we'll leave it at that you know we don't need to know more in detail. <laughs> yeah, no, no, I feel you, man. But no, it's, it's not even that. But no, you're right. It's, you know, having to learn and grow and adjust to the times, the people, the mentalities. Um, it, it's different. No, but you're right, man. I mean, 
you know, I, I tell you what, even to this day, a lot of my leadership skills and the things that I learned to do came from Alpha 277, man, because um, I had just got promoted maybe a couple of months, uh, maybe a, I got promoted three weeks, I think two to three weeks before guys like uh, Reen, Thrill Kill, um, there was a couple of others that came in uh, straight out of basic and AIT, mm-hmm. and they, hey, I'm this newly promoted freaking 20, 21 year old E5, brand new, you know? Right. And I'm getting cats, you know, I'm getting you guys coming right. in while we're transitioning from 316 to 277. Right. So I'm, you know, like uh, Juar has already said, and I said on his podcast, like, just trying to learn. What did I know? I knew Tank, I knew Cockrell, I knew Richardson, I knew all these old school, hothead, mm-hmm. angry NCOs. So that's all I knew. So guess right. what I did? I did to say, hey, you look at me funny, private. Boom, get your, you know, get down, get a what? You know, all that crazy stuff that we used to do. And I even told him these days, a lot of the stuff I used to do back then would, I mean, for like, I guess it would be considered hazy. And it's sad because I think about it and I think what my mentality was back then was it's a, it was a, um, well, what am I looking for? Uh, well, you like, know, try, go ahead. Sorry? I was going to say, while you're thinking about that, here's what I think happened is we lost our warrior mentality, our fucking mentality that we're killers, that our job is the profession of arms, that our job is to kill motherfuckers, you know, not to babysit, you know? Right. Well, yeah, yeah. I would I would say that's part. Yeah, that probably is part of it. Um, but no, because you're right. At the end of the day, that's a falls on us as even senior guys to be remind people at the end of the day, our job is to fucking kill people. The job of the United States army is to fight and win our nation's wars. All right. You know, our country is what's it called is uh, 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 our country, the greatest country in the freaking world, you know, where you have the right to demonstrate democracy is defended by a dictatorship. When shit hits, when shit hits the fan, you have to understand. I am first sergeant at the first, You know, hey, I don't. Hey, I heard you. Do what the fuck I say. Because guess what? Is it illegal or immoral? No, right. do it. That's it. I mean, and that that's it. And a lot of times, you know, people don't like to hear that. Yeah, don't like to hear that. Hey, just do what I. You know, do what you're telling. You know. And do, do what I said, and that's it, you know? And I'm not ignoring you, I promise. No, no, I, I, no, I can see you, man. What's up, Pop? You want Cinnamon Toast Crunch? Okay, go tell Sophia. Sophia will do it for you. No, Daddy! Okay, Daddy can't do it right now. You're going to have to wait. So, yeah, dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah I, I agree. And, um, you know, I apologize for my kid back there, but eh, this is my studio. <laughs> but, yeah, dude. And, and you're right. And, you know, I just, I think that, I mean, I don't know. I've been out for five years now. And I'm happy that I have been out. I miss it. I miss it like a motherfucker. But I think that I probably would have been uh, called a toxic leader. Um, I think I would have been, uh, you know, as much of an asshole as I was to my soldiers, I also cared about my soldiers, you know? Oh, no, 100%. Yeah, man. I mean, I was the same way. Hey, I was probably the one of the biggest assholes you ever met. I mean, like I say, you talk, and Again, you know, I'm surprised when you've talked to Bash and you've talked to Hodgson and you've talked to a couple of other guys. I'm surprised Gabe not said more about the dumb shit I used to do when I was a young sergeant, man. I tell you what, I used to smoke the hell out of some people and not like hurtful, but dude, I, I like 
there used to be times where God, um, especially guys like from second platoon, they used to like literally walk, like they used to see me walking. They used to walk other directions just because they were afraid <laughs> I was going to find something wrong with them to smoke the out of them. You know, it was like, right. I was the mentality. That's something you do as a young E5, though, too. Because I know yeah. when I was a young E5, I had to find a way to separate myself from my peers. You know? Right. And the worst part was it was in Korea. So we were already in a, in a place where we're just together all the fucking time. So I had to be bipolar as fuck. Smoke the dog shit out of you. And then after work, hey, let's go have a brew. You know what I'm saying? No, exactly. And you, you just got to build that kind of rapport with your guys. In general, it was like, look. That, you know, there's that professional and personal and you tend to find it with some people other people just don't understand it some people you're just gonna have to constantly be that you know that professional ass while on them you know be you know it, it, at the end of the day it's all about leadership not likership you know exactly so like, it, you know what i mean and you know how many yeah. times i used to sit there and you know smoke uh, smoke the hell out of guys like you know reen and Matero, grill kill dickerson france you know, how much to, yeah. You know how many times I used to smoke the crap out of France, but at the end, but you know how many times he's emailed me back and and I chat with him. And he's like, look, everything that you used to do to me, you know, it instilled so much discipline and you know, you know, in my head, and you know, it made me grow up. It made me understand, like, hey, look, some, you know, this and the third, and this is why, hey, I got to learn to be on time. I pay attention to detail. Why this and that, and see, you know, I. That, that's a great thing right there, dude. Like a lot of people need that. They, they look for that when they go into the military, they're looking for that full metal jacket fucking moment. You know what I'm saying? Right. And, um, I've always referred back to basic training where we had OSUT and our drill yeah. sergeant said, if it was fucking easy, anybody could do it. Right. So if it's supposed to be tough, cause if it's not tough, and if anybody's watching this YouTube, you see I'm getting fucking <laughs> right here. But if it was if it was easy, any joker off the street could call himself a soldier. There would be no fucking honor in it. You know what I'm saying? Right. And yeah. that's one thing that I prided myself in. Like, especially as artillery men, we've always, I felt, had a higher standard with everything in the oh, army. God, just everything. Uniforms, haircuts, every fucking thing. Because artillery is just one big-ass competition. And you'll have to excuse me for one second if you want to elaborate on artillery and competitiveness. That would be awesome. Because I got to go feed this fucker some goddamn stuff. <laughs> I'll be right back, y'all. Give me 30 seconds. Come on. Hey. I'll be back. cabron. Run. <laughs> oh, man. This is awkward as hell. Everybody going to be laughing. No, but hey, for uh, everybody knows, and hey, for those of the, hey, those of y'all that happen to come on with Lopez after the fact, hey, feel free to tell a story or two, just so, um, oh, hey, always just pick back and shoot the shit, man, like you always used to in the gun line. It's fun as hell. I'm ready to get into these stories between first and second platoon because hey, Smoke Norwood, if you ever listen to this, hey, we love you, man, but your platoon ain't got crap. And shoot him in the face. Shoot him in the face. Ain't got crap on the raw dogs, man. You know that. Oh, get the fuck out of here with that <laughs> bullshit! I, I I caught the end of that. So yeah, yeah, you'll you'll get to go back in here. <laughs> first of all, since you want to talk the raw dogs, y'all did a lot of sitting down on fucking Falcon. Okay. Oh, oh you mean doing our job? As yeah. Artillery men. I'm just saying, you did a lot of sitting we, down out there. We got so. to do a lot. Of, we got to do a lot of shooting, right? Because you know, that's what we're thirteen Bravos, right? You did. You did. I'm not going to take that away from y'all. 
Um, I know but, you're not. But we were <laughs> the best platoon out there. We were the best. We rolled, We ruled those fucking streets, man. <laughs> but yeah, dude. Um, where were we? I was getting no, my. No, we're talking about we're talking about artillery. A hey, just hey, at the end of the day, hey, dude. Hey, yeah, you're right. Standards of precision. It's, it's, it's what we do. Hey, fight for every freaking meal. Zero freaking meals. Everything down the line. Hey, uh, when I was uh, in uh, Fort Stewart, hey, pull it, <laughs> dude, pull out that goddamn Amy circle and line up your freaking layouts. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were at Fort Hood with freaking um, Chavari, remember? Laid out the damn freaking 550 cord. Ah, uh, damn that guy. You are layouts, man. Oh. I lo- you know what? It took me a while to get used to Chavari. He actually turned out to be a pretty cool dude. Oh, yeah, he, he, yeah, he turned out to be, yeah, but again, that's that whole, hey. You know, oh that, no, that, that was, uh, he never took off that round brown. That was his issue, dude. Dude, he was one of my drill sergeants, man. Get the fuck out of here, yeah, dude. He was one of my drill sergeants. Luckily, he wasn't one of mine. He was the other platoon. I felt bad for them, dudes. They were constantly getting smoked, man. Dude, um, dude, I was on CQ when he walked into the building, and I, dude, I'm a staff sergeant at this time. Okay. And dude, I popped the fuck up thinking I was, I, I thought I was back in basic <laughs> printing. I saw his ass. <laughs> and I'm just like, he looks at me. He's like, why do I know that name? I was like, you were one of the drill sergeants in my battery. Like, you were fourth platoon. Like, oh, you were, you were down there with freaking uh, Cotton and Callaway and uh, Mahara, huh? I'm like, like yeah, Roger, uh, Roger, uh, Roger Smoke. It's like, I remember you. I'm like, uh-huh, and I'm like, damn. Man, I don't know if it was for a good thing or a bad thing, but I guess obviously things turned out well. You know, uh, dude, we used to ro- ride the hell out of me, man, as his damn gun chief, man. Oh but, yeah, edit. Yeah, dude. Uh, you were you were gone obviously by the time um he was the platoon sergeant. Yeah, because you know here I am, Yongi Five just got promoted to staff sergeant, thinking, oh, oh man, I'll be right, I'll be good. You know, I'm gonna have Tank and Pete and Weimert and do all these guys. I'm gonna get to be around and learn. Yeah. From Juarez, <laughs> they all fucking PCS, man. Now all of a sudden, all of a sudden, I'm the senior guy as the staff right. sergeant. I got Hodgson, Hunt, and Ariano. <laughs> yeah. And now, you know, now all of a sudden, I'm the senior dude. I'm like, what the fuck, man? I, like, I, I, yeah, like, you're my senior chief. All right, senior chief this, senior chief that. Like, dude, this ain't even a real freaking title. Leave you the hell alone. <laughs> it's not, dude. No, dude. You know what, dude? I just remember now that you said Ayano. I remember I ran into him the last time when I was at uh, Beanock Phase 2, or what they call now, it's ALC. I ran into him yeah. now. Because I remember Beanock was two phases. That was uh, right. the first phase and Phase 2. So I went to uh, ALC. And I ran into him out there. He was working at the schoolhouse and shit. Yeah. I saw him working like, yeah, a little low rider and shit. That fool, he was a straight wigger. I don't give a fuck. Yeah, oh, God, I just, and, uh, dude, the first time I met him. Just don't say that word because he can get in trouble. So. <laughs> yeah, no, dude, dude, straight up, though, man. The first time I met that guy because I was at, I think when um I was at B, I was at um at Beanock phase one at Fort Hood okay. when, he, when he showed up. So I remember Shavari had me coming back, you know, hey, check in after class, you know, whatever. Hey, you know, forget that whole, hey, you know, you're in school, focus on school, bullshit, man. You're a gun <laughs> chief. You're, you're a chief. Hey, you got to check on your guys. Right. You know, um, and especially I was the only one who never had an NCO. I had freaking Quintero, Quintero and uh, and then eventually got Cunningham. Okay. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man, dude. Hey, I tell you up. what, dude, <laughs> I can tell you some stories about to the, dude, those two guys were like this. And you know what? You know how many times I had to sit there and tell them, look, I don't give a 
fuck how much you guys don't like each other personally. I'm yeah. gonna get along, and we're gonna be this best goddamn section in this goddamn <laughs> alien. Or I swear to God, I'm gonna dummy cord you guys together until y'all get together. Guess what? I, I had to dummy cord them together and cord those motherfuckers, dog. <laughs> I did, dude. Hey, I tell you what. After that, them two got together. Like, look, I don't give a shit. We are never doing that again. Right. And and they learned after that. Hey, that's how I ended up with that damn top gun, man. Um, Hell yeah. Later on, later on down the road, but oh man, freaking. So when I met Ari, going back, see, it's right. slow, dude. Uh, going, but going back to Ariano, so I came back and bunch of ours like, hey, yeah, we got this new uh, uh, E5 promotable. Um, he's gonna be third section gun chief. You know his name's Ariano. Uh, you know, uh, Sergeant Ariano. Martin, you know, see his name, All right? Martin, Martin, Ariano. Ariano. Okay, yeah, cool. Okay, once like, yeah, this dude's kind of weird. I'm like, what do you mean? He's like, like you're gonna see, like you'll see what I mean. All right. Cool. See this damn maroon Escalade on fucking on freaking twenty fours with a goddamn you know hunt you know freaking um spinners. I guess it's three wheels, right? You know, <laughs> thumping, dude, like just loud as hell. Pulls up into the parking lot. I'm thinking in my head, dude. Please don't tell this, dude. Dude pops out, you know, <laughs> yeah. white, pasty white as hell. For the, anybody out there that's ever met him, pasty white as hell, bald as head. Freaking, yeah. Oh, I see him. I'm like, what the hell? Like, dude, this is the, you know, I'm thinking freaking, you know, eight mile. I'm thinking yes. um, all sorts of shit, dude. I'm, I'm going, because it, it comes to fight. He's from Detroit. Detroit, what? Yep. Yeah. I'm like, what the hell, dude? And I go talking to him, and he's like, hey, son, hey, come, come le va? I'm like, what the fuck? And the dude speaks Spanish. Right. Yeah. That dude, mother- that, yeah, you are right, dude. At a hundred percent, like that. Yeah, mother- you throw if, if you heard him talking to the phone, you think he's black. That motherfucker sound black as death, dude. Yeah, what, dude? Go ahead. You are right, dude. Dude grew up in the hood. Yeah, you know, so that's what he knew. He grew up in the damn hood, mm-hmm. but you know, you know, but he's pasty white as hell, man. You know, yeah. freaking freaking Miklo. And you know that, is, that was a good one right there, dude. You know yeah. what I do remember? And was, he had red hair. Was he a ginger? He was a ginger, dude. <laughs> dude had red hair. So dude, you got about all sorts of discombobulated. For real, you you got a motherfucking Frankenstein there. That motherfucker is a ginger white boy that speaks Spanish, last name Marellano, who sounds like he's black. God Yo. damn, that talk about diversity right there. That motherfucker's yeah, a that is EO a, complaint. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, man. It, I remember it, the first yeah, time he's, it, Were y'all together when y'all went to the field when he was chiefing for the first time? Yeah. Okay. What I do remember was y'all got the fucking move order. We go out to the field. You got three guns facing this way. That motherfucker <laughs> occupied backwards. <laughs> Oh shit! I was dying, dude. I couldn't remember which gun that was, but yeah, I remember. I remember. Like, I remember Shavari was pissed. Like, who the hell is that over there? Oh. And yeah, oh man, that was. Freaking is he still in? Have you heard anything about him? What's that? Have you heard anything about him? Is he still in? Yeah, no, dude. Yeah, he's a first sergeant down at a uh, three two nine at in uh in uh, Carson. No shit. That's what's up. Yeah, the- that motherfucker up. That yeah, was, that's what I said, man. Do the stank leg. That's all I remember him. That stank leg. Yeah. <laughs> dude, were you around for all that? Yeah, dude. I remember when there was a party at Griff's. 
and fucking um I was there till September of oh nine of oh eight. So dude, yeah. Oh, you, so you didn't you didn't make it out to JRTC with us? No, 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 no. Oh, okay. All right, yeah. You almost had some fun out there, huh? No, no, okay. No, um <laughs> him and freaking no, 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 no. him and Lee, they came up with this damn song. I wish, hey, I wish I still had this old flip phone that we had the recording, man. But yeah, they him and <laughs> him and Lee, old Lee Hunt created the song called The Cannoneer. And they were basically going through the crew drill as a you gun chief. And yeah, fucking singing <laughs> that dance. And they were dancing. And they had this whole little dance and rhyme to it, man. And I wow. really wish I had it. I wish I could remember it. But it was you know, I'm going to have to hit Hunt about that shit, man. Yeah, ask him about, the, uh, about their song, The Cannoneer. Him, uh, him and Ariano. So now that you're headed back to the line and shit, you know, fucking um, coming towards the end of your career, fucking... Uh, are you, what are some things you're looking forward to? Oh, man, dude, just being back on the line, period, man. Artillery's artillery. Dude, yeah. I love freaking shooting guns, man. I wanted to see the hype, man. I wanted to, I don't know, dude. It's you know I how it the is. competition is still there. I mean, I, I don't know so how shit, is, uh, shit has changed. I hope the Chiefs still have that competition's fucking spirit of wanting to be the first one to call rounds complete. Yeah, you're not supposed to take shortcuts, but we all fucking did. And um, as, as long as you know the standard... Yep. As long as you know the fucking standard by heart, dude, finger pop all you want. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> shit. Fuck, dude. I, I miss that shit, dude. I, I, that's one thing I really miss about the gun line was the competition, like, especially when I was light. That was my last thing when I was, I was 119er. And you could just hear the crew drills from, you know, one net to another. And yeah. uh, this one motherfucking chief said I sounded like that one lady from, um, from uh, Lower Z Globe. Uh, from that fucking Austin Powers, Dr. Evil's German lady. Oh, my God, yes. <laughs> One of the chiefs uh, fucking uh, that I worked with, he said, dude, you sound just like her. 3612! <laughs> 618! <laughs> so he was like, Lord, Motherfuckers, dude, always making fun of me because I was loud, dude. I was fucking loud. But yeah, that's man. That's all you know, man. Gotta get pumped up, bro. Dude. Yeah, that's all. That's all, I can't wait, man. I'm, uh, I'm eager, man. Man, you know, I've enjoyed my time here in Jersey. Yeah, but I'm getting ready to get, I want to get back, man. I want to, uh, and obviously I know it's going to be different. Cause I'm, yeah, I'll be, you know, I'll be the first sergeant of, you know, one of the batteries, you know, as long as things, th things stay the way they're supposed to and nothing crazy happens, I should be going down to take for Alpha, which is, you know, freaking great story in itself. Just being able to go back to be the first sergeant of the battery. I first became a sergeant. Are you going to change it? Are you going to change the name? Because they were rock hard battery when I was Yeah, they, they still are. Uh, let's, let's just say I'm going to try. We'll, okay. we'll see what happens. They changed my battery. My battery used to be Black Sheep. And then they mm -hmm. changed it to Black Knights. So, I mean, I think the rock hard thing, it goes back to when they were 217 uh, out, of, um, out of Korea. Mm-hmm. So, I, I mean, I don't know if they kept it because of the whole, you know, shit that went over there and whatnot. But, I mean, it would be great to see it as Apache. And I'm sure you can get a picture anywhere on the internet of that Apache already. Yo, I already hit up the, the first, first sergeant, Britain, of course. Yes, Yo, yeah, I already got the picture ready. But, hey, I'm going to try. Dude, I don't think <laughs> that there's – you know, I don't think there's been one podcast that I haven't had that we've had 277ers from 05 that have not brought up uh, First Arm Britain. Britain. Of course, man. He's his, a legend, man. Dude, I was, I was hoping that he would go and become like the next fucking Command Sergeant Major of the United States Army. I would have never seen what he would have brought down to the fucking Joe level. Because, dude, man was awesome.
man was fun. Yeah, he was, man. They That dude let NCOs run their business, you know? I like, hey. see under him, man. Fuck. Yo, man, it was it was freaking great, man. I learned a lot from that dude. But, Ooh. yeah, man, I'm... I want to ask you a question, but I don't know if I can. Um, oh. I'll ask, and you know, if you can't answer, you can't answer. Uh, I don't delete and I don't edit, just so you know. So just, no, no, I, I do go. So, um, I don't know how it is now, but I remember when I was coming up, it was more of an NCO-led army, at yeah. least in the field artillery. And um, I got kind of in trouble one time because I stood up for my Joes against the fucking XO, the LT. You know, and I told him, you're not going to fucking do that, sir. And anyway, we got into a small altercation, but I wasn't a punk bitch because I was always taught that by Smoke Norwood. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so I, I started seeing the transition, though, as I was coming out, that it was becoming more officer centric. And I don't know um, if there's anything you can elaborate on that, why it's coming more officer led versus NCO backbone. Because the backbone's getting soft, man. That's it. Damn. Um, no, That's I mean, it, 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 no, I'll honestly, I mean, no, you gotta be willing to, again, you know, to backbone for a reason. Sometimes you gotta stiffen it up. You gotta tighten up or, or um, you know, there's, there's gotta be that clear understanding. All right. Hey, down, especially at our level, Hey, where, where the rubber meets the road, you know what I mean? Hey, it's, we're the executioners, we're the right. tip of the spears, whether it's artillery, whether it's the tankers, whether it's the scouts, whatever, right. you know what I mean? Hey, whatever the grand mission is of said general or said officer, by the mm -hmm. time it gets to us, we're executing it, right? Exactly. Um, so it, it's just, you know, again, going back to, you know, the grand scheme of things, there is no such thing as NCO and officer business. You know, it's, it's all leadership. You know what I mean? Hey, but there's roles and responsibilities. Right. You know, right. So officers, you know, come up with a procedure, uh, uh, policy. They plan it, we execute. Exactly. Officers uh, uh, create policies. They create, you know, what well, we execute the procedures. We execute the uh, in the execution. Right. You know what I mean? So, give me my left to right limit. Give me my resources and let me fucking execute. You hey, know what I mean? Man. You know, and sometimes, you know, and sometimes it takes that. And at the end, and it's hard. Again, going back to my statement that I said earlier, though, you know, hey, we're a dictatorship. No matter what, even me as a first sergeant, that lieutenant outranks me. Right. But there is some customs and courtesies, and there are some there are times and places for things. You know what I mean? All right, exactly. So, so if you're disres completely being completely disrespecting a lieutenant, now you just completely undercut him, and you know he's gonna you know that's where that kind of stuff happens. So it's, it's a, unfortunately it's a very fine line. Yeah, um, yeah, you're right on that. You know what? I didn't think about it like that. But, but in, and you wouldn't you wouldn't at that role because again at at you know at our level even when I was down there mm -hmm. when i was a young sergeant and staff sergeant or even a young sergeant first class i probably would have been different the only advantage that i had that made me a little different was i had a brother you know who kind of i don't want to say coached me into it but you know so uh you know story when i was back a young e, you know e5 sergeant yeah. just you know captain oberg was the commander and when he was taking over dude he was a fucking dick over the damn property and I'm thinking, you know, one day I got home, just thinking, talking, mentioning to my brother at the time. He was a first lieutenant at the time. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I'm just like, man, hey, God, we got this new battery commander coming in. He's such an ass. He's like, he's just micromanaging, doesn't mm -hmm. trust any NCO, whatever. And he's like, you know why? Like, why? No, I don't. Why? You know, because he just wants to be a dick. 
you know, because, you know, he's a captain and he can. He's like, you know, right. well, you know, he's probably that way because he had some sort some in skill earlier in his career as a lieutenant screwed him over. Right. So he has trust issues because he probably trusted some senior NCO, some sergeant first class or some staff sergeants to do something for him or take care of him. And he did it. So they now he's got trust. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, you know, you don't learn that kind of stuff when you're young, you know, all you, you know, is bam, bam. Like you just said, Hey, you're hungry. You're loud. You want to be find ways to separate yourself from your other peers. You're trying to get ahead, trying to show that you're the best, you know, you're the biggest, baddest dog there. And that's, you know, that's what we do as NCOs, especially in artillery, you know? Uh, and, you know, because we want to be the first out the wheel. Like you said, we want to be the first out the damn too. We want to be the first, you know, to call rounds complete so I can talk shit to them. Hey, right. bring, hey, bring the rest of those rounds. I'll shoot rounds six, seven, and eight for you since you're barely on four. Come on. You know? <laughs> you, know you know you know what I mean? Yeah. So my situation was a bit different. Uh, me and the LT, uh, what ended up happening, that was uh, there were some property, again, you know, inventory bullshit. And yeah. the LT had my supply sergeant and he had my, uh, uh, my camel guy, the Seaburn guy, go uh, do some inventory, some looking for some shit. But lunchtime came. And you know what I'm saying? So I was like, hey, man, go get your lunch and come back down. You're good to go and finish up your inventories. All right, Roger, sergeant. So fucking the LT comes looking for fucking uh, for my two guys. And I told him, oh, I sent them out to lunch. Oh, they went to lunch, I told him. like, what? I'm going to have to lock them in that cage. I'm like, you ain't locking them in the cage, sir. And he's no, like, no, no. So, and the thing is, he was one of those guys that was uh, enlisted NCO at one time. Oh, he was five. Yeah. So, anyway, we got into a, a dick measuring contest, you can say. And it was in the first sergeant's office. And, you know, he raised his voice. And I'm who I am. So, I raised my voice. And um, at the end of the day, though, first sergeant told me to get the fuck out the office. <laughs> and, um, you know, and he talked to me afterwards. And I went to talk to the LT. We came to a consensus meeting of the minds. But, you know, uh, hindsight 2020, I could have used a little more tact. But instead, I let my hot-headedness take over instead of fucking right. being cool and calm. So, yeah, it, it, Yeah, yo, bro, I'll tell you, it, it's hard, man. But, you know. When they start it, getting into my Joe's business, that's what pissed me off. Because to me, as an NCO, my job is to take care of fucking Joe's. No, you know what I'm saying? So, if you say you're going to get into my lane, I'll go fuck what y'all say. There's no NCO business. And yeah, my Joes are my business. When it comes down to disciplining my Joes, that's my business, sir. Sir, you you go do your PowerPoints and go do your Excel spreadsheets. Okay. Tell me what's happening, what's going on. I'll take care of it. You know what I'm saying? No, 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 you're no, you're right. It's the NCO's business to in, enforce the standards of discipline. The officer, you know, just you know, he creates the policy of what is the standard of discipline. You know, right. so that's again, again, um, you know, again. No. Anyway, yeah. Let's get away from fucking army bullshit. Except one more question about the army. Are you going to Yo. go over there and shoot some? Are you going to fire some fucking rounds? Are you going to sling some rounds? Are you going to hump some rounds, man? Remember you of the course. old days? Of course. Hey, dude, I'm going to show up day one, go find Mike Goff, and let's say, hey, let's go find me your supposed best smoke, and let's set up these circles. I guarantee I ain't touched a circle <laughs> in three years. I'll still, I will still set up a circle in freaking less than a minute and 30 seconds. Are they still using the circle, or are they still are they using the fucking glyphs now? Uh, they got both. Well, the glyphs has become obsolete because of the contract with uh, those people, the European or British company that Good. created it. Good, because what happens when you go digital? You you learn your fucking your perishable fucking traits of how to read a map. You know, yep. basic land navigation. Yep. Forget it. You know, I, I remember when I was uh, chiefing, and I had to go. Um, we were running heads or tails on the fucking on the on the 
on the on the tank trails. I had mm-hmm. my map right there. One thing I learned from tank, you get your motherfucking map and map, you point and you your fucking it. route where you're going. You have your little checkpoints of where you're at and you won't get fucking lost. You know, one day, hey, hey, hey chief, if you hear this shit, let me know. <laughs> Come down on the motherfucking podcast. We talk about the gun line. But um, yo, I yeah, I tell you what, man. We, hey, same thing, Pete. When he was hey, I got a fucking kick in the face for freaking Pete. The first and last time I ever held him on a freaking map, like he plotted out everything like that, you know. But he's yeah. just looking at the screen, you know, obviously because he's got a full defense and he's you know whatever. Right. So I'm supposed to follow with the map down there in the gunner seat and like, hey, this looks like it's like checkpoint three coming up, right? Hey, like, oh my bad, hey chief, I I lost myself. I don't know where I. Boom! Like, look at the goddamn screen. <laughs> Follow the easting and the northing, because dude, I was freaking fucked up. I was like, shit. After that, dude, he used to look over at me. He's like, he watched me, the basically finger fucking the damn map, watching yep. myself. Like, hey, chief, in about five hundred meters, you should see this intersection coming up on the right, dude. After that, dude, fucking tank had an antenna. He had like a fucking broken antenna. <laughs> 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 dude man so yeah oh. man, i mean i'm excited to see you know the the good things that are coming for you it's great that fuck you you high speeded like a motherfucker i mean you fast track pretty pretty much no yeah well yeah i did i made a got picked up for e7 uh seven years you know had to wait a year to get picked up so got, i mean I, yeah i've been lucky man um uh, lucky, man. you've worked hard for everything you fucking have so what are your plans i mean uh your near-term short-term plans so far let's say uh you gotta wait three years now or how long yeah you gotta wait three years before do you see if you come out on the list for the sorry major, no right no no i'm eligible for the for promotion now because i've been e8 for two years oh, but sorry. yeah but i mean i'm uh i'm never gonna get picked up until i do any first start time so yeah, uh, you know, so I can be KD complete. Um, so yeah, I'll do my year as a first sergeant, and then that'll be my first evaluation. That'll kind of give me a puncher's chance. Uh, but it won't be t- till I think the second one. Hopefully, all goes well. I get two two good years as a first sergeant in somewhere, and uh, get picked up with everything I've gotten rated here and all the schools and everything I got to do here. Uh, but yeah, like I mentioned earlier, hey, Joel graduates, and that'll be basically same time. All that kind of aligns. Joel's graduating. Got two, hopefully, really good NCOARs, first sergeant plus all the stuff I've done, and right since I've What's been your here. Plans? Like as of now, let's say for example, best case scenario, you know, um, you man, end up. Hey, 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 I'll stop you right now, man. I I don't know what I want to do when I grow up. <laughs> no, I mean, okay, for example, like where are you planning on moving back? Are you coming back to Texas? No idea. Not a clue. That's the best way to live. I tell you what, have you ever been to Colorado though? Nope. Dude, you're gonna fucking love it. I'll tell you that right now. Um, as soon as you get there, I recommend you go to Pike's Peak and run, 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 because um, I've never been a good runner ever in my life, ever. Y'all know that. Oh, yeah, me neither. So um, when I, the first time I ran out there, I think I made about maybe a quarter or half a mile, and I was gassed out because the elevation Damn. and the thin-ass air, dude, it was fucking horrible. That's what I do. That's what I hear, man. Um, I'll get there sometime. Yeah, I'll start moving. I start moving tomorrow. I'll get there probably like Tuesday. Okay. Um, and I'll have a couple of extra days to myself and I sign in the following week and we'll see what happens. So yeah, I'll be able to get like two or three days in and well, you're seeing so you really don't have to check in. I mean, you don't have to do all the in processing <laughs> with everybody else. So hey man. I am well, a soldier, I just do what I'm told. Hey, three three pieces of advice I was given a long time ago. Do what I'm told, do what I'm told, do what I'm motherfucking told. 
Got and it. you can't go wrong. Hey, that's, isn't that illegal and immoral? Why fucking words right there, you know. Um, yeah. Do what you're told, do what you're told. God damn it, just do what you're told. I remember those words from my drill sergeant. Fucking, yeah, um, yeah man, that's fucking awesome. And then so, don't know yet. You know, what, what interests you? Like, uh, or do you, what are your expectations about getting out? It, I mean, because it's around the corner if you think about it. It is. It, especially uh, army-wise. In army time, a year goes like that. It's fucking uh, done. Two years? Yeah, no lie. You know, so I look like a five year out. Okay, I, that gives me a little bit of wiggle room. Like, okay, what am I thinking about doing? So, yeah. no idea. Uh, not a clue. I mean, honestly, I think, uh, like I said, you know, I just try to take advantage of the time I had here, got my schools done. Honestly, I think, um, you know, everybody says Carson's going to be a great spot. So, if I do decide to go out, I'll probably try to do the uh, a GS route, you know, because oh, okay. at, at the end of the day, this, this great country. This great country that we live in. Guess what's uh, our biggest bill? Freaking Defense Department, man. So find a. Hey, I'm gonna go try to, I guess, look for a job in the defense somewhere. Whether it's a, uh, you know, freaking uh, Raytheon or um, Boeing or somebody who's building, you know, something for the Defense Department. Somebody who's got a huge contract with the government. So I can always find a gig there or get a GS job, hopefully somewhere. If not, um, I don't know, find some civilian gig, doing some manager. I'm hoping that MBA will you know do something right. good for me and if not but here's the funny story man uh but i actually always wanted to be a math teacher yeah and this this is a good talking point especially for the <laughs> bullshit for, for the crap that's going on these days meet away you're right so growing up this is and, and okay so you know can be i don't know enter a little bit into the, the freaking uneasiness it's this damn goddamn world these days man right all right, dude, you know, we talk about, oh, this is systemic racism and all this shit, man. You know, at the end of the day, all this shit is learned. Like, dude, growing up where I grew up, you know how many times I heard, oh, you want to sit there? Oh, oh, you're a smart one. Oh, you want to be like one of them white boys, huh? It's freaking, you know, whatever. If I was smart and I was Mexican, I wanted to be white because I was smart. Right. You know what I mean? Because I wasn't over there with my cousin's. You know, getting high, spray painting, vandalizing shit. You know what I mean? You know, I would, you know, if I was, you know, doing, having good grades at school, is oh, you know, you're trying to be like those white boys over there. Exactly. We hey, looked, we knows. looked at uh, at su- uh, success as trying to be white. White, we exactly. At talking, people talking properly, as really, talking white. Right. Yo, yeah. If I, if I wasn't talking, hey, ese, como estás, hey, you know, or if, or even worse, if I wasn't talking in Spanish. Ah, mire este güey ni quiere hablar en español. Este no me quiere hablar como como esos gringos. Dude, what the fuck, man? You know, dude, I tell you what, man. My mom always tells me this story. Like, first off, she'd be like, you know, screw them. My my mom only speaks Spanish. Okay. But, you know, so all I grew, all I learned growing up up to the age of five was Spanish. Right. But when we went to go register in school, my mom, you know, obviously the teacher's like, hey, you know, the administrators were like, hey, well, does he speak English? Like, no. Like, also, we want to put him in an ESL class. Like, no, why? He's like, well, ¿por qué lo vas a meter? Ya entienden español. Well, no, hell no. Put him with the regular kids. You'll learn English that way. Sink or swim, basically, is what my mom said. You know? Same. Same. Yo, so that's how I came up, man. And, it, it, and it's crazy. Yeah, it, it, I think about it, man. It's like, I think of that. And I, I don't know. I'm sorry. I didn't want to get all. Oh, no, dude. This is bullshit. Awesome. This is the gun line, brother. You, yeah. One topic leads to so much other shit. Yeah, dude. And, you yeah, know, te- back to the Texican yeah. thing. Now, this is what I mean by Texican. Hispanic <laughs> yeah. 
is Texican. Now, it's not meant as an insult. Like, honestly, I applaud yeah. you. I really applaud you because a lot of people that speak like, well, we, it's called pocho. Tejano. Right. You know, and, and the thing is, um, so some people are embarrassed to use it or speak it because they're going to get made fun of. But the fact that you're still trying to push through it and you are pretty fucking fluent in Spanish. I mean, not the greatest, but it's Texican. Uh, in San Antonio, Tejano. I trip out these motherfuckers like they just crossed the goddamn river. And I, they don't know a lick in Spanish, bro. They don't look a lick. I'm like, are you serious, <laughs> brother? I mean, you look like you literally just fucking. <laughs> and I'm like, right? No, it, it fucking trips me out. But they can pronounce her last name fucking Spanish perfectly. But anyways, yeah, dude. I mean, I applaud you, and I hope that you try to transfer that down to your kids to learn Spanish or no. Ah, uh, yeah, no, dude. I've been horrible, but I've tried. I've tried it, but it, it, it is difficult. Um, are you know. first generation or second? Uh, second. Okay, so your parents, yeah, your parents were here already, right? And then you right, okay. yeah. So 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 int yeah, interesting story I found out, man. So my so my mom, you know, going through all this security clearance stuff. So funny, I, I always thought I was first generation, so I always thought, you know, my mom, you know, what's it called? Um, my mom, my mom was born and raised in Mexico. My dad wasn't, so so okay. so I, I still be second generation. But right. come come to find out, though, I found out that my I found out two things. So one, I found out that my grandfather, my mom's dad, was actually part German. I always thought he was Spanish. Oh shit. Yeah. Yeah. No shit. That's what I thought. You know. Uh, and then second, and then secondly, I found out that my mom was actually a U. Actually, was a U.S. citizen because of him. No. So, but but you know, wow. she you know he met my grandma. They moved to uh, freaking to uh, Ojinaga, and you know, born and raised, had the family there. Then eventually moved you know out to uh -huh. West Texas. You know, you know, you do look a little a little Hitler-esque. Now I can see a German in you. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, that's fucking awesome, man. I mean, that, that's really fucking great. And, um, you know, just going to push along on the topics here. You have one thing that, that um, is rare in the fucking army. And that is a spouse who has been with you oh, fucking... Man. From day one to now. And of course, I'm sure it doesn't come without its ups and fucking downs in oh, every man. relationship. But the fact that y'all have stuck together for so fucking long, you know, that is amazing. I remember she was the FRG leader um, in yeah. 05 over there. I do yep. remember that. And um, always cool. She, so, I mean, you got yourself a great one. Definitely a Molly Pitcher right there. So, yeah. how, how, what would you tell a Joe? How does he find himself? Uh, his own Rebecca. Ooh. Um, Go to Pecos, knock her up at 16. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, hey, hey, by that time, by the time you get there, it's too late, man. Right. Dude, dude, honestly, man, I don't know, man. At the end of the day, it's, at the end of the day, dude, it's just about compromise. I mean, I guess I, that's, I mean, as cheesy or lame as that advice sounds, man, just, yeah, you just got to find that happy medium. Um, compromise with each other and, uh, and at least with her, you know, you know, it, 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 it's the little things, you know what I mean? At, at the end of the day, yeah, I mean, I could buy, I could buy her cars, I could buy her houses, new furniture, all that shit, but she actually likes and appreciates more when I randomly bring her a Diet Coke or freaking her favorite candy or randomly bring her just, you know how many times I get weird, funky looks at the shop next, I'm driving home and I just swing by and grab like a, a one of the little five, six dollar dozen roses or flowers yeah. that they got there? Yeah. You know, hey allergic as shit to freaking carnations but guess what <laughs> it was the thought that i decided to stop and grab you flowers i i know you know um but yeah you're right man a lot of ups and downs we've you know we've been through a lot um 
you know, we, uh, but, you know, obviously we've made it through and we're good exactly. for it. You know, we're good. We're good now for, uh, you know, at the end of the day, you just like anything else, man, you got to, you got to, uh, you got to struggle and fight through, through it all, man. Exactly. It, 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 uh, anything good in life doesn't come easy. Exactly. Cause, okay, Cause if it was easy, anybody could do it. Anybody could do it. There would be no value to it. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. So yeah, man, that's awesome. I just wanted to bring her on because also, you know, just the, 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 the uh how can i put this all the hardships that she's had to put through you know with you being a soldier with you being away you know with you going from e1 to now e fucking eight all the stresses of being a chief you know being a fucking gunner being yeah. in charge of soldiers i mean that shit a lot of people don't understand but there's a lot of fucking stress that comes with that because it's not just a whole hey checking in the morning and you're done you got to know their finances you got to know what they're doing yeah. you gotta know who they're seeing you got to know how their family's doing that's the fucking epitome of a leader. You know your soldier inside out. It's not yeah. micromanaging. It's knowing them. You know, we say we're a fucking family for a reason because we know each other fucking inside and out. Yeah. You know, and how much shit flows downhill. You know, somebody fucks up, it fucks up onto you. So just, you know, being able to, how did you, were you, if you were able to, to uh, leave home yeah. separate from work were you able to do that or were there times where you brought it with you and how did you do yeah no no always no always left it at, at the door man um they, that sometimes i would make uh work stay stay at work a lot later right but it, it happened and, but one thing i did learn though what early was to include her in it too like you said we're a big ass family but you know how many times she cooked lunch for everybody you know how many times she would walk into the battery you know especially when i became a platoon sergeant She'd walk into the battery and be bringing freaking hundreds of cupcakes for the entire battery. You know what I mean? Like, best way to do is just get her, you know, just have her get a little involved. You know, uh, when I was E5 with all the guys, mm -hmm. even when I was a gun chief, I used to bring the section home. She would have a freaking buffet. She'd have a feast ready for everybody. Like, hey, look, this is just us to, us to you. Hey, thanks for everything, you know? So include her in it all, Yeah. you know? So I, I think that probably helped out uh, a lot too, man. But yeah, um, yeah, I used to, you know, Thrill Kill France, Quintero, Maul all them guys when i was a young e5 with pete yeah, yeah you know we used to go to the house just jump in the car go to the house and rebecca would have freaking ribs and briskets and chicken and all sorts of big ass spread okay and, you know uh, at least, i'm at least getting hungry i'm getting hungry i haven't eaten so just so y'all know um just a quick story <laughs> we started off a little bit late today and that's because a uh, just a, maybe about 30 minutes late because i went i had an appointment i had to go take care of but on the way over there somebody got the idea of like hey why don't we stop by Wiener Schnitzels and get us some milkshakes? You know, because they got these Reese's Pieces fucking tasties. Fucking you them Wieners, man. Dude, went there, bro. And there was a fucking line and a half, man. So we got there. But now we have to fucking sip these down fast because my kids are going to want to see. They're going to see them and they're going to want some. So <laughs> I kind of... You know, it took a little bit of a long way to come here. So that's why I was running late. And I apologize to you, uh, Master Sarn, because you're still not <laughs> yet, <laughs> and uh, for being late. So, dude, uh, I I'm hungry. I haven't eaten yet. That's why when you were saying, have you eaten? I haven't. I, I still yeah. got my carne <laughs> waiting for the carne asada. But, yeah, dude, that shit tastes delicious. One thing you guys are nasty here in Texas with, though, is that barbacoa. Can't do it, Chief. Not my thing. I ain't eating cheeks off a fucking bull man you, you, again that that that, uh, that soft california mexican man oh, fuck it. well uh, yeah. not, not mexican <laughs> <laughs> oh well 
Salvadorian, whatever. It's so whatever, somewhere down. Well, as, as Kowalczyk says, I'm sub Mexican. I'm below. Mexican. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I guess as long as you're not ru- running around with pinchy MS 13 on you, crush your damn oh, right, dude. I guess dude, <laughs> dude, crazy. You, Ooh, let's not get political, brother. Let's not I get know. <laughs> you know, hey, dude, I tell you, man. So I can tell you, man, just growing up that way, like, yeah, ridiculous, man. You know, uh, I, 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 go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. No, no, I was saying, man, I think of the dumps. I think of the dumb stuff I went through growing up, dude. I, I I don't want to sit there and say I was like a racist growing up because I mean obviously, but you know what I mean. You just you get so much stuff put into your head, dude. I tell you what, man. So I where I grew up, the little section of the body where I grew up, mm-hmm. like literally, a block over was you know the projects area, and of course you know that's where like all the you know majority of the uh, black families that were in our town live. And okay. I tell you what, man. So that my entire time growing up. Us and blacks, we're like this. Right. Like, literally, I was grow, I was raised, basically like I don't like black people because you know basically my minorities at each other like this. And hey, but you don't want to be successful because if you start growing up being smart, and being successful, then you're trying to be white. Like, you're trying to be white, yeah. And yo, I tell you, that was one of the greatest things that the army taught me was, at the end of the day, it's not, it's not the fucking color, dude. It's you know, people are people. You know, you know. It's all about the individual, and you got to learn to take people, you know, who people are on their merit and, and what they show you and how they are, man. With that dude, said, dude, dude, Tank, Pete, Fontaine, dude, if I, if I kept the mentality that I, I had coming out of that town, dude, right. I would have been fucked, dude, man. Because my, come on, dude, I was in a deal with Tank, Fontaine, PJ, um, and, uh, you know, you know, the Smoke Norwood. I, dude, I would have been up Shit Creek if, yeah. if that's, really how i thought and i'm literally in a platoon where i'm the only non-black NCO. <laughs> hey what is up with that man i mean no, you probably can't answer this but why is it that heavy units are very diverse you can say versus light <laughs> units and um, Yo, i don't know units are I, I can i can only I can, I, I can only tell you what i've been told by guys like them is because they say do they want nothing to do with falling out of a plane <laughs> I, that dude, you know, I guess I, I don't know. I mean, I'm not, you know, it's and again, going back to you know, stereotypes, right? You know, are built, you know, for you know, for a reason. Something correct, yeah. A, a mass majority of the people fit this trait, you know what I mean? Kind of, you know, like I said, what was one of the first things I said? Hey, stereotypical 16 year old Latino, boom, right. hey. <laughs> Got, got my girl pregnant. Boom. Hey, check. Check. <laughs> check. Have you been arrested for something? Boom. Check. <laughs> um, you know, so, yeah. So everything I've ever learned, hey, you know, tank, tank and Pete, they'd be the first ones to say, dude, I don't know how to freaking swim and I ain't trying to jump out of no goddamn plane. Right. You know, <laughs> so that's what, you know, no. So that's pretty much what it is. But, hey, you're going to see a hell of a lot of freaking, uh, you know, my vast majority going to be the white guys jumping, you know, falling out of them plane, you know. <laughs> there aren't. You know, but, you know, the, but the majority that I've ever seen coming up was that. Right. And I stripped out because I don't know when I went to a, when I was in the mechanized units, it was a very diverse crowd. And then when I got to, um, uh, to one nine, uh, not one nine, when I got to two seven seven, it was a light unit. There were some onesies and twosies, but the vast majority were Latino and, and white folks. And I'm like, Hmm, I mean, is it because they're tropical people? 
I don't know. <laughs> Passed out the cold, man. No, I, yeah, and that was another, yeah, that was another big thing. Tank was still like, hey, I don't want to. I, I don't. They ain't trying to be no damn cold. Then he goes up to throw four drum, and then now he like he loved four drum. Oh well, shit, he was he went to Alaska first, didn't he? Cause, yeah, yeah. So, but oh yeah, yeah dude. Let's let's go ahead and start wrapping this shit up. I think I've taken about an hour and a half of your time already. Oh damn, really? Damn. Yes, sir. That go, go by quick, man. I don't even know how long we've been on here. It, it does go by pretty fucking fast, man. I do appreciate you being here, and you know, I I wish you nothing but fucking greatness and your success and um in the military. Uh, the Cowboys still fucking suck balls, man. For, dude, I tell you what, man. Fuck you, freaking dude. We go, hey, dude. We go at least ten and six, man. We play. We're playing. We're playing the uh, AFC. Out? Wait, no. What? No. Which is the one with the with the Browns and the Bengals? Oh God, I don't fucking know. I don't even watch. Freaking it. North, North. We're playing the North divisions this year. So I think we play y'all. I think we got. I think we got you guys. No, uh, you guys got us this year. You sure? Y'all do? Then wait. I, I would have bought the fucking tickets already. But then again, do you think there's gonna be a season? Eh, it'll start. I don't know, man. I, I, I can't look. For as much as people don't like the Packers. Lambeau Field is a fucking, it's a goddamn, it's a monument there. I cannot see uh, this place empty during a fucking football game, whether it be the Cowboys, the Bears, or who the fuck ever. That place is always sold out. So, I mean, it's just going to be odd seeing that. Or you seeing all you fucking Cowboys fucking yeah. fans looking up at, you know, just empty in that field, yeah. you know. Well, uh, according to according to Joan Jerry, oh good old Jerry, we're gonna have twenty five percent capacity in our stadium, so we'll be good. And we're playing AFC West NFC. Oh, you pulled it up, didn't you? AFC West teams. So that's why I say we got ten and six, man. So we're gonna beat the damn Cardinals. Hey, you know, freaking rain. If you listen to this shit, we're freaking beat the Cardinals. But we're playing the Cardinals, the Rams, the um, at the Seahawks. Man, we own them. We uh, what's it called? And uh. Any Whoever given the other Sunday, brother. Any given yeah. Sunday. One motherfucker yeah, might have COVID. He's going to be fucking quarantined. And you got your <laughs> second strings in there that don't know what the fuck is going on and done. Man, hey, mark my words. Hey, actually, it'll stay, stay in the recording, man. We're going at least 10 and 6. We're going to win the NFC. We're going to, and we're going to win the NFC East. We'll see the Packers somewhere down there. Packers got the North. That, that's on lock. I mean, I feel bad for the Lions every time I see them because they're so oh, no. cold. Dude, yeah. I feel and bad. Then the, the, bear, the Bears are just horrible, man. <sighs> fuck the Bears. It, 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 <laughs> Kowalczyk, if you hear this, fuck the Bears. And then the Vikings, man. They're just there, too. <laughs> Dude, they're just teams. They, like, it's, the, it's the Packers and whoever wants to be in second place, man. As long as y'all, <laughs> as as y'all got goddamn AA, Ron. Dude, I want to really like – I really, really want to like him. But goddamn that dude, man. He's screwed us so many times. Hey, no, your own team screwed you so many fucking times. I'm talking about that last one. I remember they were in Dallas. Motherfucker launches that ball right to the motherfucking sideline. Somehow, Joe he just told Michael Finley. Joe, Joe Michael Finley, dude, is a fucking Texas Longhorn. This is why I cut ties when these motherfuckers graduate from college and go to the NFL. Yeah. I don't care. Hey, hey, that's a Longhorn. I don't care. He don't play for the Longhorns no more. Yeah, Joe <laughs> Michael Finley. I try- me, I know the dude, and I'm glad the next week he bobbled that damn fucking onside kick. Why you gotta go there, man? Why, why because you gotta, man, it was a goddamn catch. <laughs> it's all gravy, baby. You know what? <laughs> hey, what do you think? Tampa? Do they got a chance with fucking uh with with old Brady there? No, because Brady can't throw down the field. Hmm. Th- those receivers are made for speed and down the field. Brady, 
I mean, unless those Wait, guys Gronk can go there still though. Wasn't Gronk going over there too? Yeah, no, he's there. Yeah, he's there. I mean, he he's gonna be that That's outlet man, speed, right? Yeah. Um, but no, man, Mike, Mike, Mike Evans and Chris, uh, Chris Godwin, uh, those are dude. Freaking Mike Evans is like six five, but dude, those guys can fucking burn. Uh, those guys are built for speed. They're built for more for a quarterback that can throw down the field, man. Uh, mm. Nah, Brady, Brady, he's, he'll do okay, but I think he's man. done though. Ah, uh, yeah, he'll be done after this one. What do you think? You think Aaron is done? I think Aaron should already start fucking hanging it up, to be honest. Because he's, like one, he's one good hit away from being done, bro. Well, of course he is. But, but nah, man, he's, he's got to – dude, I can't believe Green Bay. I, I, honestly, I think what is going to end up happening is he's going to – dude, I don't know. He's going to end up going, man. They're going to end up releasing him. They're going to be stupid. They're going to release him. He's going to go to somewhere like – Dude, man, I don't even know where he was. Go to Chicago? But, <laughs> oh, oh, God, just to spite freaking Green Bay, that'd be hilarious, man. Oh, but, man. No, man, A.A. No, Ron's got at least a good five or six years in him, man. That dude has still got it, man. We'll see. We can, you imagine him, can you imagine him, now, him in a system like Tampa Bay? Now, that would be freaking lit, man. That dude can sling it, and those guys can burn. I don't know, bro. I mean, I think he's starting to lose it. Yes, Pop. Your remote should be somewhere in my room. He calls his my room, my TV room is his fucking TV. And he says, Where's my remote? That's his remote. Yo, so, you know who you know what was my dad's remote growing up? <laughs> hey Jaime, go go raise the volume. Hey, go change the channel. Hey, go get me a beer. Dude, people don't know what that means anymore nowadays, man. Dude. They don't Tell know. You what, man. My, my my dad, the remote could be like over there. He would call me in from outside to come in and grab him the remote I'm like, <laughs> dude yeah my fucking dad was the same way <laughs> he had the hammer literally at arm's length he's like nani pasame esto aquí. <laughs> i'm like looking i'm like dad the fucking hammer's in your hand bro but god forbid i didn't do it because then he'll grab oh, the hammer and whack me with it <laughs> yeah, dude you want to talk about getting an ass whooping you yeah. know it that it wouldn't be but the worst ones but if i ever Ever even looked at my mom sideways. Yo, you man, you do not disrespect the Mexican woman. Oh my god, my dad used to, would beat the crap out of me. Mm. My dad. Oh, now we're going into my dad's stories. <laughs> my dad whooped my monkey ass so fucking hard. I'm talking about he he made he he got me. He's like, Danny, talk to me like I'm your friend. Tell me what's wrong. Why aren't you going to school? He caught oh, me that I was ditching school, dude. I, I completely missed a whole fucking semester. My re- back damn. then, my report card got to the, you know, it was mailed. So yeah. my dad caught it before I was able to grab it. Okay, yeah. Yeah, so I'm like, all right, dad, I'll tell you the truth, man. I, I've been ditching. I've been going to parties. They call them ditching parties back in the day, DPs. And fucking, dude, I, I, I made that mistake. I fell for it. I fucking fell for it. My dad's like, oh, see, oh, see. Hmm. He grabs my backpack and beats the shit out of me with the books in it and everything. You dumb motherfucker. I send you to school. I drop you off in the front, pick you up right there in the front, and you treat me like... So basically, he was more pissed off that I made him look like a fool. Yeah. Versus not oh, going yeah. yeah, and that was like one of the big things like for my dad, man. Well, not even necessarily. And again, I guess this goes back to that whole my dad speaking thing was, you know, at the end of the day, there's, you know, hey, yeah, U.S. Army on the left and you got and you got your name on the right that's all you got man you know so like you you said about britain like how many of us have stories that include him because you know 
So that name's going to be remembered. You know what I mean? So kind of like that, like, you know, now, you know, kind of like my dad, Hey, growing up freaking we get in trouble with the police. Like, Hey, what's your name? Oh, Jaime Natividad. Like Rubens, like Ruben Natividad. Like, yeah. Like, oh, okay. You're one of the good ones. And, you know, oh, I, yo, and I used to kind of get by on some stuff because I, my dad had the reputation of raising good kids. Right. Hey, thanks. Hey, thanks. You know, brothers and sisters, there's three of each. Um, you know, so I already, you know, by the time it got to me, I could get away with it a little bit because my dad already had the reputation of having good kids. So, oh, okay, well, let it go. But if I was one of the other, you know, not to be without kids, then they were probably going to hold on to me a little longer. Like, oh, dale. Gotcha. You know, but that's, a, that's, yeah, again, that's a whole other story <laughs> for a whole other time, man. Gotcha. Hey, Pimpin, <laughs> it has been a great time, though. And um, you got any single sisters, by the way? Because I think I saw one uh, in one of your pictures. She looked kind of <laughs> cute, man. <laughs> she single? <laughs> I got two of them, actually. Mm. They got cute feet. You know, that's a big thing for me. <laughs> <laughs> oh. hey, yeah, well, that'll, I'll leave that up to you, man. But no, hey, I, I, like I tell everybody, dude, I, hey, I got the most beautiful sisters in the world, man. It's just that attitude you got to deal with. Yeah, I, I ain't about that life, brother. That's why I look for white. <laughs> <laughs> Hell no, man. Hey, it has been a great time. It's been a pleasure having you here on the Gunline Podcast, man. Yeah, man. Uh, dude, I can't wait to do this shit again. Hopefully... You know, either when, whenever you get a chance to come on here, just shoot the shit, or when you get pinned fucking uh, Sergeant Major, you know, the future looks bright for you, man. And uh, I'm sure that'll be fucking great. You'll do great things in the Army. Any uh, yeah, special man. shout outs you'd like to give to anyone before we go ahead and shut, shut the shit down, brother? Uh, uh, no, man. Just, uh, hey, for anybody old uh, Apache Battery 277, like I said, God willing, everything goes the way it's supposed to. I'll be going back to our stopping grounds, man. So hopefully for all of, for all of y'all, hopefully I can represent everybody really well. And uh, to you, it was still a fucking catch, man. Thanks what? for having me. And, <laughs> and, and, and hopefully you'll change it to Apache. Yep. Uh, Apache. Or as yeah. fucking uh, Sergeant Woods used to call it, Arachi. <laughs> Dude, what? I thought you were trying to cut the segment off, man. What I was, man. I'm going to end it on a happy note, brother. Hey, yeah. man, it's been a great time out here. Thank y'all for listening to us here. Uh, make sure y'all catch the midweek memo where I'm solo on the solo tip now. And uh, I don't know what the fuck I'll be talking about, so y'all go ahead and suggest some shit. Um, other than that, oh, make sure y'all listen to Under the Net Podcast. That's motherfucking Turner Juarez's. It's uh, a great place where you'll catch some fucking lessons of life mine we just talk shit and fuck around anyway oh and for y'all motherfuckers out there if anybody wants to be a hater check this out we just talk shit on the gun line if you ain't about this life get the fuck off the line anyways oh, yeah. with that being said love peace and hair grease y'all gun line out bye motherfuckers